Hey everybody, welcome back to Naturally Supernatural. I hope you guys are all staying safe and staying hydrated. We just went through, if you guys are from the lower mainland in BC, we've just gone through such a heat wave this weekend. I don't know how you guys have been cooling down. I know there's some unfortunate cases where people have lost their lives because of it, but this weekend was quite a weekend. A lot of ice water for sure for me. How about you guys? I've never even heard of a heat dome until this is the first Same. time I hear a heat dome. <laughs> you know, I guess high pressure and created yeah. by. But what was the highest? It went up to like forty nine. I saw like forty four here. Forty nine. Set a record. Yeah. BC set a record. Wow, that's hotter than Dubai. That's hotter that's than crazy. Dubai or the desert. So yeah. yeah. So I guess a lot of people needed water. And cold air. <laughs> It was so hard to find AC. AC sold out. Yeah, mm. literally bathed in cold waters. So I don't know what everybody else did. <laughs> kind of makes us appreciate the cool air, right? We mm. always complain every time we just want to run to Hawaii. Or when All it rains here, Hawaii yeah. arrive. What ten times over? <laughs> in the ten temp- times over. Twice the temperature. Yeah. yeah. Mm. We made it through though. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Amen. And Amen. It's looking like it's going down, but. Still, still, the heat is still there. Mm. Yeah, I think this week we're sitting around 35s and mm. just just above yeah. 35s, something mm. like that. Mm. But yeah. That's a requirement for everybody to drink a lot of water because you're going to be losing a lot of water. Yeah. And speaking of water, is this something we're going to talk about today? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the Bible we've talked a lot about the about water, but just in general, even in our regular bodily functions water is so mm. essential right and mm-hmm. how we're designed mm-hmm. yeah. just looking at the like even from back when i was studying we used to always get told you know you guys have to hydrate and always mm. you know if you guys have ever experienced dehydration it's the worst it feels like death mm. i've experienced it before mm-hmm. and i thought i was going to see jesus already <laughs> and i didn't realize at the time that it was dehydration until after it occurred and I actually ended up getting hydrated. But what you don't really realize something so simple and so mm. basic is so mm. essential to our function, how we mm. we need to live. You know, even people who fast oftentimes do liquid fast and can, you know, survive right. longer than, mm-hmm. you know, fasting just from food. But how about for you, Pastor Tom, with water? Well, I know if you go without water for a week, you're dead. Mm, that's true. <laughs> uh, which is like, it's like the strangest thing. Like people don't pay attention to it. Mm. In fact, people abuse water. Yeah, like, we take I, advantage of it. Oh, no, take for just, granted too. Just abuse it yeah. too. Like you dump a lot of chemical, mm-hmm. dump a lot of yeah. uh, waste into water. Yeah. I travel the world and I see some of those water body that are just not usable unless they are... Um, uh, clean? How do you, yeah, not just clean but... Um, Filtered? Filtered and also, um, what do you call that? Um, sterilized. Sterilized. And to a degree, you still need the minerals from it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, distilled. Is there you go. The word, the word yeah. I was there saying. Unless it's distilled, it's, it's really... Not and usable. And even in a dis- distillation, you still have the heavy metal in it mm-hmm. because there's so much garbage dumped yeah. into water. Like I think a lot of people don't realize water is so crucial. Mm-hmm. to our existence mm-hmm. and I, I look at how when God first created everything in the book of Genesis um, one of the first few things he did was water mm. and 
you think about it, you create all those things, all the living beings, everybody, Adam, and then forget the water. Uh, within one week, everybody would have been gone. Lifeless. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it would have been an interesting uh, six days. And on a seventh day, you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Without, but that's the thing, even for me, I'm like, wow, something basic as water that we don't mm. really, you know, nowadays we have so many other options to drink, but obviously the basis is water. Mm. But, you know, this past week, it just made me realize how crucial it is, mm. you know, in the heat and the pressure of things, yeah. how vital this, you know, this cup of water that I have beside me right now and the bottles of water that we have, how essential it is and some people in other places don't have this and and very much the same as you know this in the bible when jesus met the samaritan woman at the well you know they were they were drawing up water and something profound that jesus had said to her that you know she, he was going to give her living water that would cause her not to thirst anymore mm. and i'm like what's that living water? obviously now i've come to realize as i've, I've matured in my faith but you know, why water? Mm. You know, why did God design water in such a way where it's mm. vital to mm. us and yet so simple and, you know, can be taken for granted for the same way with Jesus too, mm. right? So, mm. you know. Yeah, um, that example of the Samaritan at the well, uh, that's a that's a good example. Um, not just uh, she'll never thirst again, it's going to bubble within her mm -hmm. and, and come right. out as living, living spring, water, yeah. living water. So that's actually a reference to the Holy Spirit. Like, mm. you know, being, uh, if you're a Christian and you have accepted Christ and acknowledge Him as your Lord and Savior, basically, Lord, capital L-O-R-D, means He owns you. Mm -hmm. you, you. Every time you say, Lord, Lord, you, you're saying to God, you say, you own me, you own my, my owner, my owner. So um, if the owner gave you something, as a deposit, like the Holy Spirit. Uh, there is a significance in terms of how you care for the lakes I was telling you about and how mm. the water body, as as much as you care for the Holy Spirit dwelling mm. in you. Like, you know, there's people say, well, the Holy Spirit, why should I care? Well, if you think about how the Holy Spirit came down on Jesus during baptism, his baptism, it came down like a dove, it says. Mm -hmm. And you think about a dove on your shoulder, I mean, you got to be very careful. Yeah. All right? How do you keep the dove on you all the time? That means every word, every, every, every command from God, you have to follow. You really have mm -hmm. to follow it. Um, because like I said, you call him Lord. Mm. That means you say, hey, owner of me. Mm -hmm. um, how can you say owner of me? And then you say, no, I want to do my own thing. And so, and how do you, you know, some people say, well, no, that's, that's too harsh. No, it's not that harsh. It really, like every step that you take, you have to keep the Holy Spirit in mind. Mm. Because the Bible, uh, you know, this is a supernatural show and the Bible is supernatural. So everything, every time there's water mentioned in the Bible, there is a significant mm. uh, amount of spirituality that's released. Mm. Uh, information and breakthrough that's released. Yeah. Like, you know, you think about, Moses. I don't know, Moses, like uh, with the Red Sea. Yeah. There, is such a, there is such a significance on it that it's actually mentioned 722 times in the Bible, mm. more often than faith, hope, prayer, and worship. Wow. So it tells you that. You it's know, significant. Yeah. <laughs> it is very significant. And the significance I feel 
It's that intimacy that God wants to have with us. Right. It's mm. that trust mm. that He wants to have with us. Like, he, why give something? Why create something and then the person really have to rely on something to survive? Why not create something that just self-sufficient? Like True. a robot mm. that you don't need anything. You know, even a robot needs oiling and yeah. this and that. But just think of something that is uh, eternal. Uh, an eternal engine. If there's such a if thing. There's such a thing. Uh, you know, like you can just run. But no, he makes it so that we are very vulnerable. We are actually dependent uh, on something that he created. So it, two things, you know, it reminds us that things that God created is there to sustain us. Mm. And if we think about water, it's just one body of many things that God created. Like trees is another right. set Oxygen, of body. Yeah that uh, also rely on water, mm -hmm. by the way, but it's a secondary um, body that you need to take care of. Because why? Because they manufacture oxygen, oxygen. for you to breathe. That's, That's the other purpose. thing that you yep. need to, 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 to survive. Right? And shade from the heat. Shade from the heat. <laughs> Amen to that. I was hiding under a lot of trees. I'm weekend. always under the impression that a tree is equivalent to 100 air conditioning units. Like, mm. you know? Right. You it's, know, the, it's the first air conditioning. A God in his infinite wisdom made trees so that you right. can actually go underneath it. Right. It's amazing how we cut down all the primary forests. And I mm. don't know if you guys know about primary and secondary forests. Secondary forests cannot sustain life. Mm -hmm. Primary forest does. And when you cut down all those big trees, I know I'm not going politics on things here, but I'm just saying, it's truth like though. if you mm. cut down old growth, like we're supposed cut, to take care of You're them. supposed to take care of those things. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Right? And That's then you cry the blues when the heat comes like a dome. Yeah. Where do you think they come from? Hmm. You know? Yeah. And so, um, wow. yeah. It, it goes to show how, how God designed things in such a way where the natural and the supernatural have to coexist. Yes. Where you have to be mindful of the supernatural things that God had already designed, but in turn carry that over to the natural because then they can't, the natural can't function essentially. Yeah, the natural basically are created to point us to the supernatural mm -hmm, God. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so they are connected. I yeah. mean, it came from a supernatural God, right? Mm -hmm. And I think in one of my sermons, if you follow the Kingdom series on YouTube, on Graceville TV, I spoke about how God wanted to share His invisible kingdom with the visible. Mm. And created the earth and created uh, mankind. Mm -hmm. First man, Adam, mm -hmm. from dirt. Yeah. Right? Ultimately, He... Uh, he uh, he died and he became dirt again. Mm -hmm. So yeah. there's the significance of that. But we're talking about water here. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about dirt. But you know, water yeah. is uh, so much in the spirit. Like right. when you look at water, like yeah. you look at Moses. You know, yeah. we talk about the Red Sea. Yeah, uh, he needed faith. Yeah, right? a lot of it. Big a lot of it <laughs> yeah. to split open the Red Sea. Red Sea, and mm -hmm. and but. If you look at what uh, uh, water, the significance of water, I feel very strongly when I research water in the Bible. Uh, water actually represents chaos. Mm. Anytime mm. there's chaos from the enemy, God wants to show you that he's Lord over chaos. He's actually True. Lord over wow. water. Amen. So every time you, you look at water and mm -hmm. go, you know what, chaos, fear, everything kicks in. Uh, mm. I don't know if I can get through. All you need is faith. Mm. Why? Because there's a whole bunch of enemies coming from mm. the back. Yeah. The back end, you got 
you got the Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Right. Their whole entire army was told army. to go and yep. kill them all. Don't right. take any. Don't any, leave anybody uh, surviving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and so they were coming at them. Mm. And God brought them to the sea. Yeah. And go cross it. Mm. It's like, what? You look behind you, you got these guys that just rah, rah, you know, coming with their chariots trying to chop mm. your head off. And then you got, you look on the front and you got this chaotic ocean just ready to drown you. I don't care how good a swimmer you are. <laughs> you're not going to swim across, the, you know, like with people chasing you. Yep. <laughs> Number one, your heart is racing yeah. from people chasing you. You're tired. You're tired. You're breathing like crazy. And then you expect to jump in the ocean <laughs> and swim across. That's pretty tall order, right? Yep. So the ocean opened. Mm. And I feel that when the opening happened, God is saying, I'm Lord over this chaos. Mm. Even though you're going through chaos right now, I don't know what kind of chaos you're going through right now in your life, but the Lord is saying, you know what? I'm Lord over chaos. Mm. And every time you see that, you see that water is also connected uh, connected to redemption, right. redemptive uh, work of God. You know, earlier Joyce was just talking about the dehydration and, you know, Bible spoke of Jesus as the living water mm. and extends that invitation to to anybody that thirsts yeah. to come drink, you know, that, that fountain of life that he offers, that he gives. And I feel like, you know, same as today's generation where many people neglect the importance of drinking water. enough water yeah. during the day. And to some extent with our spiritual walk, Mm-hmm. Uh, neglecting to really take that invitation from from mm-hmm. the living water himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know we're talking about water right now. Can you touch on some of the big big revelation that comes you know from the living water himself, you know, and, as uh, we Yeah. Well the Holy Spirit is the living water. Come on. Right? And the Holy Spirit is to testify to the works of Jesus. Mm. That means everything that Jesus said and did, he is to testify to it. So he, uh, I mean, like if you read the Bible, you're never going to know everything that Jesus did. But that's why the Holy Spirit is sent. Because yeah. John, in the book of John, last chapter, last verse says, if I have to write down all the miracles, just the miracles okay, mm. that Jesus did, the world cannot contain all the books. That tells me it's a ton of miracles. Mm -hmm. And those miracles, the Holy Spirit wants to tell you that, you know what? I'm the one doing it, the Holy Spirit is saying, right? Through Jesus. So I can do the same through you. So you just need to follow. You need to commit, right? So the Bible talks about how we shouldn't quench the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Right? And we shouldn't grieve the Holy Spirit. That means... You can quench and you can actually grieve him. You can actually, he has emotion. You can actually grieve him because he's looking at you and you see the potential that God has already invested mm. in, your, in, your, in your being, in your spirit. What does that look like in today's world? Say in your Christian walk like, mm. or Christians today that mm. seems to be quenching the work of the spirit. Mm. What does that look like? Is there, do you have an example that you could you know, kind of think top of your head yeah quenching is basically not um 
not following the unction or the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Like if the Holy Spirit say, "Hey, go pray for this person," mm. you hear it, yeah, and you just go, "No, I can't do it. I I don't know if I can do it." You know, mm-hmm. and that's quenching, because all of a sudden the will of the Father that the Holy Spirit is to carry out, right? You that's now correct. substituted it with your own will. Now grieving is different. Grieving is is going against God's moral law. So God's law is final. Mm-hmm. His morality is absolute. So if he says you are not to do this, you are not to commit adultery, for instance, right. mm-hmm. and you continually do that, yeah, uh, you grieve the Holy Spirit because you are the temple of God, wow. and uh, you are actually defiling mm. that temple within. Within, it's one thing. You know how Jesus talks about how food, the external, mm-hmm. do not defile you. It's yeah. the internal. So the internal is your heart engine, you know, your heart. So whatever your spirit wants to do, not according to the will of the Father, you actually end up defiling. Mm, that means that the original plan for your spirit is no longer matching the original plan the Holy Spirit wants to partner you to do mm. and carry out the will of the Father. So you're always walking in... Uh, like opposition, like you're always opposing the will of the mm-hmm. Father. And that's not you actually, that's the sin nature that's mm-hmm. in you. We talk about that in Romans right. Romans chapter 7 and 8. 7 in particular, uh, Paul talks about that and how, um, and 8 he says how the sin nature is always rebellious to God's will. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so don't feel super bad like if you are not wanting to do that as a believer, but... Uh, know that there's something else working within you mm. that's trying to corrupt your original blueprint from God. It's good that you mentioned that because you know, even as you expounded on that, mm. it had to do more with the Holy Spirit always trying to speak, mm. always speaking something and impressing into your heart mm. uh, in regards of responding to the will of the Father. So mm. whether that be praying for people, whether that working or walking to do his will i think it tells us that he's ever present and he is within us mm. and it's always it's about the father's business father's business and father's business is real business it's real business he's a capital l-o-r-d and so when he he likes you to be an ambassador of christ when he sends you out on an assignment. That's it. It comes with his resources. And there is actually a governor general, <laughs> somebody that's taking care of all the ambassadors. Like, mm. you know, the governor general is in charge of the mm. ambassadors. In the mm-hmm. US, uh, it's called the Secretary of State. Uh, you hear about that. Mm-hmm. You know, Secretary of State's gone here, gone there. They do all the bidding of the president because he is the embodiment mm. of the country. So we, uh, the embodiment of who God is, is the spirit of Jesus, who is the Holy Spirit. Mm. So when he goes forth, he's actually accounting for all of us. He's checking all of us. He's saying, okay, how's this ambassador doing? How's the other ambassador doing? How's he, Mm. is he struggling with this? Is he struggling? Let me me encourage him by convicting him of his righteousness. Mm. And and so righteousness is right standing. Mm -hmm. He'll come and say, hey, you have the right standing with God. Don't worry. Right? But follow the purpose, the blueprint of 
the maker. Mm. And the governor general will come and teach you that. And, and he will look after you. The living water. The living water, which is the Holy Spirit. That's so true, though, like how you mentioned that, that even in natural water, mm. natural water helps us to protect our organs and our mm. tissues and mm. stuff. And in the same way that Josh kind of had asked that question, you know, it, when you quench, you know, the Holy Spirit, how you had said that we're actually going against the design. Mm. We're not really allowing the living water to protect us and and keep us from, you know, getting hurt or injured or damaged. Mm. But you know, even in that sense, natural water has that same component where the living water is also doing for us in our souls. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a blueprint. Like you will see that God created things. Whether it's in physical, is to serve us. Mm. The physical to serve us. And then mm. we in turn is to serve God. So everything that is created by God is to serve Him. Mm. So you see that all things belong to God, right? In, mm-hmm. in Colossians, you read that. Uh, I'm sorry, in 1 Corinthians 3. And so it's really important to identify with that and go, you know what? Yeah, okay, I have a free will to choose, but I also can choose in my free will to belong to God Mm. because that's who I belong to. I can acknowledge that. You just have to acknowledge that, right? You don't don't say, you know, I choose you. Mm. No, he chooses you. Right, he first chose you. Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to acknowledge that and go, yeah, okay, I'm chosen. I'm a chosen generation. Mm. I'm to carry out my royal duty and my priestly duty, Mm -hmm. my kingly and priestly duty. So I need to learn everything about how to be a king. I need to learn on how to be a priest. A lot of Christians are out there very good at being priests. They're worshipping, they're Mm -hmm. doing this. But when it comes to kingly duty, yeah, the obedience to be a king, yeah. like a junior king, uh, they have a tough time. Mm. So they want the intimacy, but they don't want the obedience part. Mm. So you have a lot of challenges with wow. Christians today. What contributes to that? What contributes to... The disobedience, so to the speak. The disobedience? Yeah. Same thing, the sin nature that can be stirred up by yeah. the spirits. And, mm. and if you go to the part where I preach about promised land, mm. you find that the spirits, the same spirits that was in bordering mm. uh, the times of, um, you know, Adam in Genesis 6 are the same spirits right. that are here today. Uh, same spirits that bordered um, Adam are the same spirits that bordered Moses and Caleb and Joshua mm. in the promised land. So the same spirits are out there. And, you know, we, we hear from the Bible, it talks about how the kingdom of God is moving forward. Right? It's unstoppable, but there's opposition. There's opposition, yeah. you know, towards it, right? Yeah. Against it, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a doctor, but, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that, 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 that has been neglecting to drink water, I think it's easy to say, it's easy to encourage, encourage that person, you know, to stay hydrated, right? Mm-hmm. And we're talking that in the physical and as I think of that and kind of take that on the spiritual side where mm. sp- spiritual dehydration is actually happening, mm. what, what could you tell to those people that they may feel like they're in that spiritual drought where sometimes they're, they're doing the works of the Lord and they're encouraged and other times where, man, another drought, I don't know what's happening. Mm. What would you say to them? I'd say that um, first you need to check your heart. 
why you're doing all those things. Mm. Okay, number one. And you need to learn the order of God. The order of God is such that you need to receive and then you can give. Receive freely and give freely. So if your whole entire ministry is about giving and you never learn how to receive, like, you know, in order for you to drink water, you need to receive water from somebody, right? Yeah. So, and then you need to drink it. Yeah, your body needs to receive the water into your body. And then you can go to the washroom and pass it out. <laughs> filter, <laughs> and then filter it becomes no, out. and then it becomes the whole entire cycle. The way God it. created it, yeah. it just becomes Order. water, and water get evaporated. Yeah. It becomes rain. Rain comes down yeah. again. But first, you need to learn how to receive. Now it sounds crude, but wow. you need to receive. Right? That is so true. And so, in ministry, if you don't know how to receive, what are you giving? What, I have to yeah. ask you that. Yeah. And that means, in other words, what are you doing? Is it right. your ministry or God's ministry? Mm. Like, are you seeking fame or are you giving glory to God? Come mm. on. Which one? Right? So if you're seeking fame and you're collecting money along the way and making tons of money, right? Hmm. And every engagement you show up is like 200 grand. Sorry if I'm talking to people who are doing that. You, know, you eat an $80 steak <laughs> when you come in town and you want to be chauffeured around like some king. Uh, yeah. Okay, you know, did God tell you to do that? Mm. Or did God tell you to actually go to India and walk on barefoot in the villages and actually drink mm. from the, the, the lake water? That they have. Okay. Yeah. And that's not being false. That's not true. Uh, you know, like it's, that's not false humility. It's just that listening to where God wants to send you. Yeah. Look, mm. at, look at Elijah. Where yeah. did God send him? Yeah. To the heart of the enemy. Okay, look at what happened to Elisha, right? And it was mentioned in Hebrew, I believe it's Hebrews too, like, you know, how, and, and, and even Stephen in the book of Acts, mm. right? Right. He said, you know, this, we talk about Naaman. Who is Naaman? He's, mm. It's like, who was he? he, he the one with the leprosy? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Went to the king that had leprosy. And okay, he number one, he's not Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Of all people that you can heal, the prophet could heal. The prophet healed a non-Jewish uh, Jewish non -Jewish person. person. Right? Yeah. So, um, you have to listen to where God wants to send you. And when you do His will, you follow His blueprint, he, it will come with His resources. Otherwise, you're on your own and you will run out of resources. Mm. And then, whether resource spiritually, emotionally, and physically, it will run out. And you're going to dry up just like without water. Right. Without the living water, within a week or maybe sooner, you're just going to dry up. Do you think too some people also, well, I guess just putting into play what you had shared last week on Graceful TV about um, the promised land. Um, do you think people have a half-truth living water, if that makes sense. So, you know, so let's say in the, in, in the natural, you know, we have actual water, water, right? Mm. But I think also sometimes we are told that it's okay to drink certain liquids because there's a certain amount of water in them, like coffee, so mm. to speak. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's still not water. Yes. But we're still being told that, hey, you can still drink it because mm. it has some content of water do you think that goes for the same in the spiritual where people you know have the living water but also are hearing other half truths in the meantime well of course um you know you coffee probably like if it's just 
straight out coffee. I think it's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Mind you, coffee, it's a diuretic uh, uh, though. So Coffee uh, is not the best thing mm-hmm. to drink because, uh, you know, it does it's a take diuretic. out toxins. And um, so when it goes down in your stomach, it takes out toxin and then keeps the toxin in your system. Mm. But um, it is, is it water? Yeah, it's still water. And so it does distill it, you get H2O. H2O mm. is H2O. Mm-hmm. Where, where you distill it from, right? So, yeah. to answer your question, yeah, there are things that, uh, again, it's it's a heart issue. It's not about the external, it's mm. an internal. How Jesus says, you know what, it, it what comes out of your heart is what defiles you. Yeah. So, you have to think, like, if you're drinking coffee, is it because, you know, you want to get uh, water? Mm-hmm. Or is it because... You need the caffeine. You're addicted to it. True. Right? Or you could drink alcohol and justify it as water. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, people right? with and soda. Yeah, like and you're too, drunk right? all the time. Mm. Uh, but by the grace of God, there's still water and then your body can still process mm. it and God made your liver to take out the alcohol Toxins. and then you still get some water. But eventually, somewhere along the line, compensation doesn't there are really some work. compensations. So same thing with uh, mm. Holy Spirit, right? If you... If you do ministry and you go, you know what, I can just do this. I can just, Mm -hmm. you know, I can sin a little and no one needs to know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, You're going to grieve the Holy Spirit. He will know. Mm. Right. He's all knowing. (laughs) Right. He will know. He's going to get grief. He's standing beside you. He's in you. He's on you. And he's going to grieve. I mean, the shortest um, line, Bible line. <laughs> Jesus <Just> wept. wept. <laughs> I was gonna say it's not Jesus. <laughs> you know, he he actually cries. Two words. Yeah. He yeah. cries. Yeah. Why? Because Grinch. he feels sad. Mm. He felt sad. He felt sad because all we could see is just death mm. instead of life. All the people could see was just Lazarus dead. dead. Yeah. When mm. Lazarus can be alive because Jesus is the resurrection and Mm. the life. Even Martha said, oh yeah, I know know about the resurrection in the end days. No, he says, no, 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 no. I am the resurrection and the life. Mm. That means I am Lord over every chaos you're experiencing, Mm. even in this chaos. And we started with that talking about Red Sea and Mm -hmm. Jonah got swallowed by the whale. And you can Mm. think of all the water stuff, you know. Or Peter walking on water, the water, the storm was yeah. just going nuts. Jesus right. calming the storm. I mean, Jesus just basically rebuked the storm. Just go to the storm. Mm-hmm. He was sleeping. Yeah, just go to the storm. <laughs> stop, stop, yeah. and then stop. You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But even with li- like, man, it just boggles my mind sometimes. Just the simplicity of the word and how it even connects with the natural Because I think sometimes even for myself, one of the ways that, you know, I kind of dissect or try to understand the word sometimes, it's in the natural. Like, how do I see it in in how God designed everything to be, you know, with even something as simple as water? There's so much, Mm. there's so many essential functions of it that I, you know, sometimes neglect and, you know, don't follow. And it goes the same way with, You know, your time with Holy Spirit, your time with the Bible, your time to be able to be washed by that living water. Because I think even sometimes for myself where you forget that this is actually, if you allow and listen to the Holy Spirit, there's that process of you being cleansed, you being protected, you being 
um, guided, guided, directed. Yeah. And it goes with the same with water for our body mm-hmm. where you're being protected. You know, your mm-hmm. joints are being lubricated so you can walk and do what you need to do and mm-hmm. move and whatnot. And so your cells can also get the nutrients it needs to get. The same way goes for, mm-hmm. you know, your relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you're not doing it how mm-hmm. he want, like he has asked, yeah. you're not going to get the fullness of the function that it's actually supposed to be designed as. So, yeah, yeah. as always, my mind is always boggled. We were yeah. talking earlier how, you know, how water is essential part of our survival mm-hmm. in the physical. And in the spiritual, just think of it now as you mentioned all that. It's more than surviving. It's actually yeah. living. And thriving, yeah. yeah. So it's actually good that you yeah, pointed that out. I just, something occurred to me when you were saying that, Joyce, about water. Like you think about a baby, you know, mm-hmm. the, God uses water. I told you everything that God created is the surface. And yes. a baby is nine months in the womb mm-hmm. uh, with a water protection. Yeah, right? swimming. Right? <laughs> but that kind of like significantly spiritually too, like mm-hmm. um, you think about it, like after nine months, You're out of the, the baby water. is grown. Yeah. The baby's grown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The environment is still the same size. Yep. Yeah. Either you're going to stay in there and die or you're going to come out. Mm. So a lot of times when we are spiritually comfortable mm. in the water protection that we're in, like yeah. in staying in a church and yeah. feeling important and feeling, you know, like all this self-exaltation going mm. on, like I'm the best preacher, blah, 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 blah. That womb is too small for you, man. Mm. You yeah. got to get out. Yeah. You got to get out. Like that water is going to burst and then to you're going to be stuck in that <laughs> yeah. womb. Yeah. And so you, it, it needs to be birthed. Like yeah. something has yeah. to happen so that you come out mm. and you're going to feel, and when you come out, you go to a different place, you're going to feel the pressure like the baby coming yeah. out and crying like crazy. Different environment is going to make you yeah. cry. Maybe crying's good. It's right. crazy that you And by you the way, when that. you cry, you know, you have tears, right? Yeah. Water, Water again. cleansing. <laughs> no, it's crazy that you mentioned that, that, you know, in birthing or, you know, from the time that the mm. egg develops into a whole human baby, mm. It's in water. Mm-hmm. And I think even when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and take that next step for water baptism, it's in water again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, when so we're true. a baby, we're in a womb, we're stuck in that small, just as you said, we're stuck in that confinement of the mm-hmm. mom's womb. Mm-hmm. But when we do our rebirth, it's in an ocean or some. at least I was, I was mm-hmm. baptized in a lake. Mm-hmm. Josh, I think, was in a pool. It's in an even bigger, mm-hmm. bigger setup. And, you know, in that cleansing, you know, it's still water. Yes. So yes. It's, it's kind of, well, to me, it's ironic that, well, you know, you start in water, you get rebirthed in water. Yeah. Birth birth is through water. And in, in John chapter 3, Jesus talks about that and how you have to uh, come through water or, uh, or by the spirit, you know, born by the water and by spirit. Mm-hmm. And basically, you know, that's, that's the key is that uh, there's God's timing. What mm. Jesus is trying to say is God's yeah. timing. It's God's timing. You stay in the womb for so long. Yeah. You can just totally live off your mom. <laughs> and then after a while, you're going to come out and you're going to have to breathe a different environment. Yep. You have to breathe air into mm-hmm. your lungs. Mm. And same way with Christians. You know, mm. at some point, you're going to have to breathe spiritual air. You're going to have to have that lungs there mm. to accept the spiritual air that yeah. God wants to provide. And it's going to be challenging. Mm. But... It's so freeing, just mm. like the baby, right? Mm. 
the first I mean, cry. No one ever looks back and go, you know, uh, yeah. If I stayed longer in my mom's tummy, <laughs> I would have been dead. Hmm. And baptism, like you talked about earlier, is the same thing. Right. If I sometimes when I'm baptizing people, I just count longer than usual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mean, but you know they're like the slower <laughs> count. You know they start choking and watch then I bring out them now. Up. <laughs> but you know it just gives them um, a perspective of right. Like you know you're passing from death to life, mm-hmm. and you really need to know. Mm. That at some point, mm. you got to have to get out of the water, mm. breathe the air that God is yeah. prepared for you. And whatever the air is, wherever it is, mm. you had to take all that thing into your lung because mm. every breath yeah. from Him, mm. you, you know, it goes in your lungs and becomes your breath for Him. You know, mm. and so... Yeah, I thought that was interesting you mentioned baptism. (laughs) But it's crazy, yeah. Living water, guys. Mm. But everybody, I hope you guys stay hydrated physically, but most importantly, spiritually. If you guys have any questions, head on over to naturallysupernatural.life. But until next week, everybody, God bless.